Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you love, the stuff that you are insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Baldies, bingies, as Aggie likes to call you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I do want to remind all of you guys that we do have those Oso Sucia Dirty Bear parties that are happening every third Friday of the month, which is, if you're listening to this when the uh, pod drops, that's tonight, you people. So Friday, the 17th of November, we have Dirty Bear over at The Rail. Find the links inside of my bio. It should be a lot of fun. We have Boomer Banks in-house and a bunch of other things. Okay, so that's out of the way. Let's bring in our girls. Today, we have, I, I titled these episodes, you guys, it, like with just like place chat, like placeholders. And then I usually change the episode title based on whatever we talk about. But today, I think it's just apropos that it's just going to remain the placeholder because it is bald and bingeable with two white women. <laughs> Not incorrect. Yes. Yeah. And so we have back from uh, Never Growing Up, the D- Disney Parks podcast for adults, Disney podcast for adults. It is Anne Marie setting. Annie setting. Hello. As I drink my scotch like a, like a grown folk. Oh, geez. Bonnie, this is actually the one we got in Scotland together. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I still have the bottle. I saved was- it. And that other voice you guys are hearing is our good friend, Bonnie Sherman. Yes. Hello, yeah. Miss Bonnie, friend of the pod who's been here before. Um, super white i'm super white yeah wow. except for <laughs> we just f- realized at the beginning that these are the two white women who i happen to be friends with that are not fans of bravo so i will have to pick up on bravo con energy with somebody else <laughs> down the road and it was like and it's ki- and it's kind of been like beaten to death anyways and so but you guys are really missing out because bravo is in a big like renaissance right now there's like four housewife series happening simultaneously and then a bunch of other stuff it's lots of fun and um and bravo has like turned this corner so it's like trash tv but court tv um so yeah things are happening okay um i'm opening my lacroix for those of you, you if you can hear that in the background okay that's my asmr portion of the show um Listen, we need to talk about random things. And so this is just going to be a free chat today. We don't have any episode recaps or anything like that happening. And so one of the first things that we have to discuss is another white woman. Hmm. Let's talk about the Britney Spears book, you guys. The Woman and Me by Miss Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Okay. I know Bonnie is super fan like me of Miss Britney Jean Spears. Annie, where do you lie on the spectrum? You know, I... I, I love Brittany. I have, um, I really do support her. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts about what she's decided to do from an Instagram standpoint. I do support the fact like, you know what, like she's free. I obviously wanted to free Brittany. I think she should have been free from that very toxic conservatorship, but I don't know if she should have been. Oh God, I'm going to make enemies on this podcast. I don't agree with like some of her choices. Well, you've heard um, like what Kathy Griffin or Kathy Griffin has said, like when she's been like, you know, there, there is such a thing as being too free. Yeah. You know, she said that like on like Colbert or whatever, but like, 
Um, so it's a little bit of that. Like, I wish there was a little bit more guidance. Like, I wish there yeah, was... Yeah, guidance. But there's there's no thing. So, and Bonnie, where where did your love for the Miss Spears originate? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Brian, because <laughs> Blackout came out when I was still at YSU. Mm-hmm. And that I think it was that, honestly, I'm a weird one. I think I become a fan once someone becomes an underdog or starts mm-hmm. to get picked on. And it was when she shaved her head that I really started to pay attention to her. I mean, I had always known her other songs and, you know, drive me crazy. Like it was always fun Britney music to dance to, but it was blackout and her sort of little bit of the downward slope when I became like, really protective of her and started to really root for her and become a fan and blackout is a killer album it's so is best. circus it is yeah. it's honestly like blackout no is skip. her best album no and, skips as they and say. she actually she mentions that in her book so okay. i read the book via michelle williams mm. and her very oscar worthy grammy worthy performance of the book um my take so Brittany starts off like the very beginning of the book and you know uh, she does a little bit of the reading hi guys it's me Brittany and I'm just not gonna be reading my own story today because it's a lot of trauma you know I mean like like basically where she is and so and um then Michelle Williams comes in and she doesn't do an impersonation she doesn't do a parody that's good but she has listen to old Britney I you I just have a feeling she listens to a lot of old Britney like you know um interviews and things like that because she becomes Britney you forget that you're listening to Michelle Williams tell Britney's story you know I heard I mean? like a little bit of an affectation and there's a, it, there's a little bit of you, um yeah it's more believable. She like becomes Brittany, like you said. I've heard exactly. that. Exactly. You lose yourself in it. And so that right there is just, it's phenomenal. You know what I mean? Oscar winner. What it gets. <laughs> like, yeah. like, when you know I what heard mean? that, I was like, this has to be false. Like, there's no way Michelle will, but yes way. And it was awesome. The That's number awesome. one best selling autobiography of all time. Really? A, Has it gone there? One million units in the first like day. Like, it's it's just it's insanity and it's it's translated in like every language too so because when i was like looking for the for the audiobook and whatnot um and it says you may also like and it's like in portuguese in german and like so there's all these different you know they have already translated into like a million different ways um but so parts of the book like that just kind of like it starts off um where you know how like a lot of I don't know if you guys are you guys celebrity memoir connoisseurs do you guys like ever read you know the essays or any of that kind of thing sometimes like obviously my favorite is Jennifer Lewis's okay yeah <laughs> that's my favorite but I don't I more I read more of like biographies of like historical figures versus celebrities no yeah like... I, it depends like I love Trevor Noah's I thought his was an awesome mm. novel yeah. so it, it just depends yeah, and like and Mariah Carey is one of my favorites. Like she's her her especially her audiobook is just so colorful. She sings pieces of songs that then she's gonna talk about. It's it's awesome. But um in a lot of those audiobooks, like celebrity memoirs and whatnot, you know, you always like go back into the past of like before them to like discuss who their father and who their grandparents were. You know what I mean? Like we were my grandmother was an immigrant from Haiti, blah, blah, blah. Well, Brittany starts off with like family trauma and like how her grandmother mm-hmm. was essentially 
locked up by her grandfather for being you know out there woman and put on mm-hmm. lithium and she eventually like died and like so there's like these weird parallels that kind of feed into you know like the spears men that if you can't control a woman you lock her up you know what i mean and so and it had happened in the past and so she does allude to that there's a lot of stuff um there's trauma and abuse in that home by it, it's hard to to like because when you're reading there's there, reading learning, listening whatever there's jamie there's lynn mm-hmm. and there's jamie lynn so you yeah. really have to pay attention to who they're talking about who they're discussing at certain points and so the um you know that beginning you know that they kind of they, they discussed that that britney was basically her mom's like best friend you know and they were down and out dirt poor um she would drive like her mom they would go and have um cocktails and what were drinks on the beach and then Britney would have maybe one, but Britney like drove home once. I mean, like there was like these random things that she talks about in in, in these pieces, but um, she doesn't talk a lot about her brother, you know, um, and there's a lot of mistrust there, but like, there's only like some mention of him near the beginning. And then, but Jamie Lynn is kind of carried throughout. And like, she talks about like when Jamie Lynn was a bit, was a little kid and she's like, my sister was a bitch. <laughs> like she says like, yeah, she says, she says that in there. Um, oh. The Jamie Lynn thread through it is very tumultuous and she loves her sister. You know, she kind of takes it through, but she doesn't trust her sister. Her sister didn't help her. Um, One of the big things. uh, So I'm going to bounce around here. I'm not going to do this chronologically because I don't have the book in front of me. But there was a whole piece here about like, you know, when Britney's in the height of her conservatorship and she's talking about performing in Vegas and she feels like a doll and she's um, refusing to whip her hair is one of her big things is that she's not going to whip her hair. It's what everybody wants from her, but she's not free. So I'm not going to whip my hair. They would just love it. If, if I move my head a certain way and she wasn't going to do it, she was marching and just swimming through her, her routines. And some days because she just was tired some days, just because she just had nothing there for her. She was just working towards visiting her kids. And then, you know, they would record these new albums but not add them to the show. So, you know, she had like, you know, come on, uh, come on over. Is that what the song's called? Love that. Oh, Gloria. Yeah. Love that song. That's one Wait. of her favorite. That's one of her favorite newer songs off of the, the things that she mentions. And they're like, we'll play your songs that you want to, that you want to have played when you're changing, when you're under the stage. <laughs> like, and she's like, that's not performing. And then she wanted to do remixes of her songs because she's just, how many times can she do toxic the same exact way? And, you know, waltz through this. And so, and Brittany had always like made decisions when it came to like her choreography all the way up through like piece of me, you know what I mean? Like that she would do little things here and there. And, um, there's like this whole thing there where, you know, they're not letting her remix the songs. It's because Jamie has basically told her, I'm Britney Spears now. Like, that's what he tells her when they get when they enter the conservatorship is that her dad looks her in the eye and says, I'm Britney Spears, you know, and like, that's it, you know. And so if you want to see your kids, you listen to me and this is how you're going to do this. And it's on this much time. And so um, all these things had happened. And so now she's up for this Radio Disney, the Icon Award that they're going to be awarding her. And she goes to accept and she's sitting in the audience, you know, just thinking that 
they're going to show a video montage and, you know, have her come up. And there's a surprise performance of her songs remixed with all kinds of new singers, like Radio Disney singers and young Disney star singers. And then out for the very end till the world ends, a remix of To the World End with Jamie Lynn Spears, dressed basically like Britney, and, you know, comes out and sings the last song. And Britney says that she just the fury, the anger that happens, mm. you know, like when she, when this happened and she can't do anything about it because she's there. Her mom is sitting there next to her. She thought she was going to be able to go with her sons. And then they sent her mom out there to sit next to her the whole entire time. So she had like no freedom. They always had her on a leash. And um, so then, you know, like when her sister goes surprise, you know, and like, and Brittany's just fit to be tied sitting there like what the fuck and then so she's go up there and like say her, her like little thing and she says she's furious so this is one of the things too is that when you like when you take in the book and then when you go back and watch footage of these things you see it from her angle and you're like oh every like you can see when mm -hmm. she notices it's her sister and you can see it click and you can see the anger hit you know what i mean like but it's just in the eyes and it's not like, you know, she doesn't really push it out there with her face or anything, you know, but it's just you can you can. And I think it's just, you know, be subconscious because I've read this now, but it's like you see it, you know, and so and just like all the different footage things. Bonnie, what are you saying? Yeah, I so I think we all as dancers loved Brittany because she was such an amazing performer and an amazing dancer. And I mean, yeah. when she when she had the choreography, she would hit it so hard and part of it was the hair and so i remember when she sort of stopped being as strong of a performer mm -hmm. and thinking what's wrong with her and i always thought she was maybe on medication or she Which just she kind was. of she was she did an interview where she said something like well you know once you have kids i just don't want to be dancing that sexy and now looking back on it i'm like yeah. maybe that was something that she just felt she had to say to describe why she wasn't dancing the way she used to dance when really it was because of what she's outlining in the book. I've always wondered about that because I know it's still in her. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I don't know. The Instagram videos are a little bit off, but like Those she was off. I think if we, if we got her back into some classes with some structure, she'd be back there because it's, you know, that, that body takes over after a minute and she's, fit you know what i mean she's mm -hmm. she may be you know whatever whatever situation britney is in right now um her body's banging you know what i mean like she's she's putting yeah. in the work she's and she's able to turn and that sort of thing it's just there's there's no direction with her turn you know what i mean there's no there's no anywhere that she's going with it but when you talk about that but about our sexuality and about you know who she is and so um that's let's talk about Justin a little bit, some of those chapters. So when they were selling her being a virgin, you know, and so, and Brittany had lost her virginity at like 14 and she talks yeah. about it in the book. That's and so young. So, yeah. yeah. She lost it at a young age, but then she thought, okay, so we're going to sell it this way. So let's, let's go for it. You know what I mean? And um, so all over the map with that is that they're selling this thing that she's a virgin that, you know, but she's living with Justin in Orlando. They had a house for three years together down there. Um, there's, uh, you know, when they eventually do break up because, you know, Justin had been unfaithful a lot behind her back. And so, and she talks about that and she never brought that up in interviews and things just because that wasn't what the narrative was. And, you know, it's, it's past a certain point because 
it would be thrown back into her face about the way Robinson. Robinson That's what I was just going to say. I was like, oh, why were but they threw her under the bus for Wade Robson? Yeah, well, it was basically she saw that Justin built his career off of making her the bad guy. The whole first album mm -hmm. goes around, comes around. All these things were direct slams at her where, you know, and she didn't really have a voice. She was stunned by it all, like by breaking up with him. And she just thought. At that point, she should have taken a little bit of a break, but there was no taking a break at that point in her life. She was one of the most famous women in the world, and she didn't she didn't realize that she didn't understand all of that, like that. She's talking about um, after the breakup and everything, and she's at her mom. She's at the house in Louisiana and Kentwood, you know, and um, she's her mom is complaining because her and her friends are making too much noise. And she realizes I have money. I can, I can leave. So that's when they take the trip to Vegas, you know, and they do. And she, you know, goes to Vegas. They drink a ton. She ends up marrying Jason Alexander, who mm -hmm. she never names in this book. I think that people aren't talking about that, but she never name checks him. She says an old friend. She says my friend this, but she never gives him the acknowledgement of Jason Alexander, which I think is just such a dig. I, um, our old friend, you know, Julian Cooper, you know, from back home. Yeah. Hi, Julian, if you're listening. Hi. He Hi. mentioned when I said something to him, he was like, well, it's because whatever, if anybody has any outstanding right now, um, court cases or any kind of filings, you know, right now that she can't name those people mm -hmm. and because there, I guess there is a, um, what do you call that? A restraining order of some sort. Because he showed up him. at the wedding. Yes. And so it's that so that so she didn't, you know, didn't name him in there. And plus, it just doesn't give him the satisfaction of, sure. you know, going on one of really these like X on the beach kind of things because they wouldn't put it past him now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, but she never name checks him. The whole Justin thing is just gross. I think people have kind of beat it to hell. The whole for shiz, for shiz, you know, that whole thing, which yeah. Michelle Williams, what what a reading. Um but um, there's that that whole portion. There's lots of flowers that she gives to other divas like Madonna. Um, she talks about how Madonna she doesn't do a lot of scene painting, you know, like she doesn't really give you. I was wearing like she mentions iconic outfits like she talks about the denim that she that it was his idea, but it was iconic and blah, blah, blah. But she didn't really like love it. It was heavy as fuck, probably. Um, oh. yeah. But. She gives her like flowers to like Madonna where um, when she's it's after the breakup and she's living in New York City and she has an apartment there and she wishes that she would have really lived in New York for a little while. You know, it's another one of her laments, you know, that but um, Madonna comes to like visit her and she's just like it's Madonna's apartment now. Like Madonna, she says that when whenever Madonna enters a room, Madonna owns that room. Mm -hmm. But um, Madonna was one of the things that she saw that a woman who could make her own decisions and that everybody just didn't push around. So to the point where, you know, they were um, getting ready for the VMAs, you know, like, you know, with the whole kiss, you know, the, the kiss has a little piece of the book, but what I took away from that portion was they were talking about being against the music. It was her favorite new single. It was one of her favorite singles from the, for the new album. It was supposed to be a solo single. And they were like, well, why don't we see if Madonna will do it? So Brittany asked her at rehearsals, like, would you do a song with me? 
and Madonna's like, yeah, I'll do it, you know, because Madonna likes to suck out the soul of younger people. But <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so that's what she does. Think about it, though. Madonna works with everybody who comes out. Nicki Minaj, M.I.A., Justin Timberlake. And there's for every 50 and 50 percent of the people excel and have amazing careers. Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera. Nicki Minaj, but then you have the MIAs. You have Britney who got off track. You know what I mean? Like you have, mm -hmm. you have, you you know. Um, I don't know the curse of Madonnas. Don't come after me, you guys. Five stars, five stars only. When you guys, <laughs> when you guys rate. Have um, you seen that interview with Gaga lately, where they asked they asked Gaga to compare herself with Madonna, and she went off. Yeah, she's I fascinating. Not, yeah, it's yeah. it's actually it's a little bit of an older in interview when she. Was oh, is like, it older? Okay. Yeah, because it it was kind of like on the heels. Uh, I want to say that was probably around like art pop. Oh, okay. All this because art pop is right now. But, uh, have you seen this? Lady Gaga's like under this resurgence. We're talking about all the girls today. Yeah. Um, like with the heavy metal lover has become like a viral song, and I like, love that song. Yeah. I love that song. I used to imagine like music video mock-ups to it and like what I thought it should be. There is a music video and the um, and this is what's now come out about it is that it was never made a single and it was supposed to be a single. There was a music video that Gaga shot. It's now now the clip of it is now going viral on TikTok, like how things do. And it's now going to be on reels and everything. So there's like a snippet of it. So it is now shot up and all the streamers like Spotify saw like 1.1, you know, bill or something like that. Like it like listens in like, like, like a week period or something like that. And so now the stories are coming out about how the um, record label scrapped the video and said, it's not a hit. We're not doing it. And they, excuse me. I want your whiskey mouth all yeah. over my own self. Yeah. <laughs> that is poetry. Exactly. <laughs> love but that song. I mean, it's amazing. So like, and then we also have like, you know, there's a resurgence of art pop happening right now, but that's our Lady Gaga news for this portion. Um, back over to the Britney. She gives her flowers to Mariah Carey. There's that viral thing that's going on around right now because, you know, they talk about Mariah Carey was the first person she ever saw with a ring light years ago at an award show. Um, and then, you know, Mariah was all about looking at one side. Oh, the other thing about Madonna. So back to that. So when they were on the video shoot for me against the music, um, where she saw that a woman can make her own decisions and she can halt things if she needed to. Mm. Because in the past, she would always, if a corset broke, if a heel broke, she would just suffer through it and just dance on her toes or whatever she needed to make make it happen because time is money, people, blah, blah, blah. And with Madonna on the set, something happened with a pair of pants and they had to wait and hold everybody until the pants were fixed correctly. Madonna was not going out there and just anything. And so, and she never realized that she could have that kind of power and command that where she, you can, in the book, it's very conscious of, a, of how famous she actually was and how much power and money and everything else that she was bringing in in retrospect now that mm -hmm. she looks back on it that like she really was the like one of the she was the most famous girl in the world in 2003 you know what i mean like there, there was nobody above her at that point like she had you know it was jesus christ ronna mcdonald elvis madonna britney spears you know what i mean like those are the most recognizable names when you think about it um that's me interjecting she doesn't mention that part but like so there's that she um she doesn't really come for anybody really in the book except for like the Justin stuff, just because she just tells the truth about the abortions and you know, that, that the abortion one. Um, 
which he played guitar for her. You know, they didn't want to take her to, to like the hospital because they didn't want people talking about it. Nobody was supposed to know that she was even having sex, let alone having an abortion, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it could have killed it her career. It honestly just shows how young and immature they were that he thought hmm. playing the guitar for her. That's what's going to make it better. That'll so it's like, do it. It, it's like not another teen movie. It's like, it's like a, like, you know what I mean? Like it's where it's like it's a parody. Yeah. yeah. The, um, fast forwarding through my head right now with the book, the end chapters, like those, like, like those where the turn happens. And so, and that's the Vegas stuff. And so when they're going to announce her next Vegas residency, she doesn't want to do it because they didn't give her the time off that they were promising her. They were promising her a summer off. She was getting three months off between her Vegas residency and, um, uh, what's it called? And then they were going to do like, yeah, they were going to, yeah, they were going to move, they were going to move it over to, I think, um, resort world or whatever it was supposed to be, but the, well, wasn't it called something like really fierce with like dominant, what was the tour going to be called? Domination. It was domination. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was because I was going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody was like ready because she was starting to show like signs of like something. She was she was signs of getting life. back out there. Yeah. She was doing, Glory, yeah, she... I, and I said Gloria early. Glory was an amazing album. Yeah, I, lo- she... and I was like, I'm going to go see this chick. I'm gonna make yeah, it and she liked making that one because it was like her one of her only outlets. But she talks about how. Um, I mean, at that time, it was up at 8 a.m., in bed by 8 p.m., one hour of television, lights out 9 o'clock. That's how they made her live her life. She was making how much money for everybody in Vegas, and this is what they were doing. None of, And she wasn't allowed to be alone with her dancers. Her dancers and everybody were drug-checked. They were not allowed to drink. It was a sober. Everything was sober, all tours, everything backstage. It just it it was they just really put something on top of her. But so she was supposed to be able to take like three months, take the boys out to Maui. And that's where she wanted to be. You know, give me give me my time. Well, then they said, well, you're going to go on tour for two months and then you can take your time off. And so she goes on tour. She does that that little tag tour that she did right after her her, her residency had had finished. Um, and they took the same exact show that was in the residency. They just took it right out on the road. They didn't really add anything new. Then she goes, they only give her one month off in Maui. And then they bring her right back to go back into rehearsals for the new uh, Vegas show. And there was a little storm of things that happened here. So when she realized I'm trapped, this is what's happening now. She uh when they were doing the announcement it was like Mario Lopez was there all these interviewers and everything that they were going to announce the new Vegas residency and she appears at the top of this lot this tall staircase and then she walks down and she doesn't do any of the choreography she just keeps walking she just keeps walking she keeps walking she keeps walking she walks yeah. past she says hello hello and she keeps going past and she gets in an SUV and she leaves she wants out. And Did she so, talk about how she orchestrated that? Because I was like, God damn, that was that was fantastic. How did she, she manage does, that? She doesn't really mention who gave that, you know, who gave her that moment, but um there's a lot of things that it was um Kate Hudson 
her best her bestie mm. that has really has been there for her is one of the ones that has still been able to you know like if you were too close to Britney you disappeared after a little while like fee gone like anybody who was who was too close to her who could give her an outside perspective of the world this is going to come back into the conversation here um is out is out the door you 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 shouldn't be here you know is essentially you know like you're you're showing her that there's an out, there, there, there's a window you know but she doesn't really talk about how she orchestrated that, but she just just didn't do it. She just didn't do it. She just kept walking and she got in the first SUV and get me out of here. But that was one part. And the other was they were in a rehearsal. And in this rehearsal, the choreographer and them, they were doing it was, it was going really, really great. Everything was looking perfect. And they wanted her to do a move that she just couldn't do. And she didn't want to do it. And she didn't want to be responsible to do it every night. She says, I'm almost 40 years old. My body doesn't do that anymore. And they were like, okay, we'll be right back. And they left and they had a meeting. And then they met with, with Jamie and a couple of other people. And then they pulled her in and said that we don't think you're working hard enough. And we also think we also know that you've been, she was um, using over the counter, like energy pre-workout pills that you have we think that you're addicted to these and so you have to we're gonna have to put you put you in rehab so they send her away and it's not a rehab it's like a full-on mental facility where she's people are screaming talking to the walls and she's like what am i doing here they're taking her blood pressure every four hours so she can't get sleep she's just they're put they have her on lithium and so and like and she's just this shell of a person who they've now locked away and this whole time too in the book every so often she's saying like i thought they were going to kill me i thought my parents and i thought i thought my family was trying to kill me she says it multiple times because you know the estate of elvis was worth more after when he was dead than it was when he was alive so same thing with britney spears she's you know they're going to kill me they're going to kill me is what she is like one of those things that she's always talking about but um, one of the hopeful moments here was the whole free Britney movement actually got to her. So she was in this facility and the doctors and, and some nurses. So the thing was, is they had all this control over her and she didn't know that she was able to get herself her own lawyer. She didn't know that was a possibility that even though there was a conservatorship that she should still have somebody speaking on her behalf. They never gave that to her. So it's like one of those moments too, where I'm listening, where I would pause and be like, they wasted her time. <laughs> like, like that's, it just constantly is what you're feeling is, is that you, like, like her, her little boys are growing up and she's not getting the time with them. It's not like you can't rewind, you know, and it's just, it's all these things. But so, um, in the facility, one of, I think it's one of the nurses or one of the doctors shows her, you know, like, you, you know, she's like, I don't think I should be here, you know? And the person's like, I don't think you should be either, <laughs> you know, like, and they show her the online that no, there are people out there who there, there's a free Britney movement. And that's what sparked the inspiration in her to like, okay, we got to get out of here. We got to push out of here. We got to, we got to figure this out. And that's, and I think that's where she brought Cade back in as well. He got her the lawyer, you know, that sort of a thing. And so there's that, that um, there's that like hopefulness inside of this, the whole other thing I want to just address real quick before we like move on to happier things and, and whatnot, because this is like heavy because Brittany is a heavy topic now um, yeah. is the whole, 
her online, her, her online persona, her Instagram and everything. And then how that goes back to like, even when she shaved her head. And so the shaving her head situation was, she was, um, she looks back on it now that she talks about her drug use was basically Adderall. She was really addicted to speed is what she was really into. Um, but back then when that had happened, she was three months out of having a baby. So nobody knew it at the time and we didn't talk about it, but she had postpartum. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is not just postpartum depression, but she might've had postpartum psychosis. This is what some people yeah. are also saying is, is that that might've also been into this. And then the night that she ended up shaving her head and beating the paparazzi's car with the umbrella that night, she had been pushed so far to her edge. She hadn't seen her kids. Um, they weren't letting her see her children. It had been like, like, uh, like, and her baby was only three months old and they were not letting her see her kids. And so she just figured, so she just had this break and she just felt so therapeutic taking off her hair because this is what you wanted. And there's, and there's snippets of this too, that, you know, I, sh you know, you, you thought, I, you know, it was only because of my blonde hair. Well, fuck you, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It's like, she like literally says that through this, you know, is that you wanted this from me. You thought that it, I, this is, it, I had to be sexy on your terms. Fuck you. This is, you know, there's that part of there that when she talks about it, and then she talks about, you know, the whole hair flipping thing and about how, you know, her hair is what made her pretty. It's what her mother said that she couldn't look at her when she had shaved her head, you know, and like uh, there's, and so all of her power was in this hair. And so if she took off the hair, maybe people would stop looking at her for a minute and it just amped it up, you know? And so there was all that piece. And then with the whole Instagram now is that, yeah, you guys, you know, I'm trying on dresses and I'm spinning around and that sort of thing, but it's on my terms and yeah. I can look and I can pose the way that I want to and nobody can take it away from me because that was the other thing too is it's like when she did that uh make me you know the original um the song from one of the songs from Gloria I think G -E yeah easy's on well there's two versions of the video and there's one that she made with David LaChapelle that was like sexy with like dancers and cages and tigers and all this other sort of thing and they and her dad scrapped it and did the other version of the video and, and they put that out there. So it was just like constantly like they would give her a little bit and then still take it away before it hit the finish line. You know what I mean? So none of her vision was ever seen, none of her choreography or anything. You know, the last thing that she was really able to contribute to was Peace of Me on the set of that when they had the when the dancers were there and that she made up that choreography at that point at that time when she was doing that back then. But um, it's a fascinating book. I would say that like the listen, I want to say it's like five hour listen. It's not that it's it's not too long. She doesn't she leaves it open for a second. Um, I would really like her to dive more into because she talks about um, TV's easy. I think that's a dig at her sister, too, is when she kind of mm -hmm. says it, you know, like TV's easy, you know, like I, I yeah, I'm dancing, I'm choreographed, you know, you know, we're singing and all these other things. Um, and so she wouldn't mind doing television, you know, it was like, fabulous when she would be on like how I met your mother guest box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that was, was so great funny. on SNL. And, like and she's that, a performer. She yeah. Could do it. Well, that's the thing, too, that would make her angry was that, you know, I can go and do a guest spot on Will and Grace, but I can't have a checkbook. 
like what is happening to my life is like one of the one of those things in, in there but she leaves it open though because there's like um there would be it would be more fascinating to see like the love of dance and like what you know like when she picked that up you know and like what was the process of her you know getting the show on broadway because she mentions that her and natalie portman hosted a new year's eve mm-hmm. party together because the two of them were understudies for the broadway show ruthless mm-hmm. you know for for the main girl on that and so the two of them were good friends and so some of that kind of stuff would be great to like you know kind of hear a little bit more of that and then there's just other pieces there too of just some of the stuff that she like came through when she was like put in these lockdowns and like how did she get the boyfriends that she did you know what i mean like there were certain people that were like allowed in and then they would disappear like jason trainwreck and those kind of things and so it's just um it's a fascinating read well, fascinating listen. yeah <laughs> what is her relationship like i mean i have it rented on my library app uh-huh. so i know i need to listen to it but what does she have a relationship with her sons because you never see them anymore she she did she's very deliberate and like not giving away too much about them now she talks about how beautiful beautiful her boys are and that this one is so smart and plays piano and does this this and this and this one does this um and that you know she would give anything you know to to you know um give anything for them and that sort of a thing but she doesn't really go into their specific relationships now you know it's more of a story about her so i think she's very judicious because i think right now her kids are about to they're both about to be 18 and so they're both going to be able to like see her as much as they want and that sort of a thing so um i want that does, for her yeah I, I, she, yeah that's the thing is, is like she just she wants a family and now she doesn't have one because her family's such assholes and everything. And so and um, she this was written too before her and, and Sam broke up before her and her, her husband. Oh, so everything is he about, gay? I've heard on the, the rumor mill. I haven't heard any of that. Really? Honesty. Yeah. I've heard okay. Of that on my side. Okay, so, I was like, you might know, because you guys. No, the- I haven't heard. Maybe if if you guys if you guys know anything about those rumors, get in our DMs. Get in my DMs. <laughs> we'll discuss it here on the show. Okay, let's move on. We've been on for a little while. We've been on Britney Spears for this whole thing, but we need to talk about some trailer. We need to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week, you guys, she's now on the South American leg of her era's tour that is now going to be rivaling with like share for how long the tour is going to actually last <laughs> you know what i mean it's just gonna be like they're gonna envelop the next era into this mm-hmm. one you know what i mean so um but they were in buenos aires buenos aires with um her dad was there scott with her boyfriend travis and so all the stuff that's now coming out like you know how he manifested this made her those friendship bracelets and moved from nosebleed seats into like, you know, ground row and she's singing about him. Okay. Favorite. How many people sent you guys each the, um, karma's the guy on the chiefs coming home to me. How many times did you see that? I woke up one from Annie, one from my sister, one from my friend, Natalie. I mean, I, it's the same, it's the same folks every time, but I, mm-hmm. I agree as soon as I woke up the next day, but I watched it each time. 
That's so oh yeah. Funny. Is that everybody can send it to me and I will watch each one. It's like, is the angle just a little bit different? Are we seeing something yeah. else? Like, okay, now we're gonna watch her um dancer reactions. I wanted to see the dancer <laughs> reactions. Reaction. Yeah. The one with the yellow jacket was the best because she was uh-huh. like she like hit it and then went like the one the one black dude on her thing, and I wish I knew people's names. I just saw this randomly. His brother, mm-hmm. one of her backup dancers' brother, is also on the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> like so. There's like there's a double Aww. connection there. They can go double dating if they really wanted to. Um, and then they gave her fans what the they kiss. wanted. Mm-hmm. The kiss. We've been asking they, for it. Yeah, it's amazing that she's so open but still private. You know what I mean? Like we have no idea what their conversations are like. Is there a conversation happening? Like, you know, like what is that interaction? Would it be a fly on the wall? But at the same time, it's like, we're like rooting for them. This is end game. Big reputation. It is. Big reputation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they just, so if, well, when we're recording this right now, so they just released the new episode of new heights with his, which is Jason and Travis's, Travis Kelsey's podcast. Mm-hmm. So you they listen? had the whole. I yeah, I started listening, <laughs> and it was She's really start becoming a fan of the NFL now because of this. I wonder you just what their I wonder what their numbers became after they, oh, like, the the Swifties got a hold of it because you know that oh, they're yeah. like the subscription numbers skyrocketed. Yeah, Jesus. it's actually kind of helpful for those of us who like don't really understand football and like I'm fan. Like I'm a fan of the Steelers because my dad's in Pittsburgh. And so I've always, I know I always grew up being a Steelers fan. And then I actually became an Eagles fan because I, um, I was, I've always covered Philadelphia as part of my job. And so like, I really like Philadelphia and they were playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl, And I was like, fuck the Patriots. And so I got all this Eagles gear. And so like, I am actually also an Eagles fan. Um, so that's- Someone asked me if I was an Eagles fan. I was sitting at a bar in California watching that Super Bowl doing the E-A-G-L. And I was like, no, I just hate the Patriots. Yeah, that was really it. And you get swept up. Like, you know what I mean? Like in the fandom when you're like, okay, I'll cheer for this band, this, this, this too. I'll jump on the bandwagon. So he did, he did talk about the song. He said he had an inkling that something was going to happen. He did apologize for not. He left Scott hanging, which I mean, when every single video I saw, because like Scott went to high five him. And maybe it's because of like my massive anxiety and like my concern for like letting people down. But like the fact that he didn't high five his dad, like it, it bothers me. It, like I, that would haunt me if I accidentally didn't high five my mother-in-law. Like mm-hmm. it would haunt me for years. Oh, I get like haunted by like random things. Like yeah. when, somebody, when somebody's like, you know, have a good day. And like, you know, or like, or when, like when you're leaving, you know, like on a flight, you know, and like the person mm-hmm. who like you scan your ticket and the person you go to like walk down the gangplank and they're just yeah. like, they're like, have a good flight. And you're like, you too. And then you it's hear like it in your head. Like, you too, you too, you too. And it's like, they're not flying. But like, <laughs> it's just away. like, it's like those random anxiety moments. Mm-hmm. So he talked he about was, that. Yeah. Did he talk about he, anything else? Yeah, he talked about, um, he talked about like his relationship with, uh, he calls him Mr. Swift, which I thought was the cutest thing ever. Okay. And he doesn't call him Scott. He does call him Mr. Swift. Like, oh. His mama Scott Swift is such a name too. Scott I Swift. I know it's a great name. And he talked about like how um 
his daddy's or what they did after. So like that she had postponed a game or postponed a game. My God, postponed the show because of the weather. Because, you know, it's opposite season south of the equator. So it's summer down there. So like the reason why they can't or postponed it till Sunday was mm-hmm. because of like they had thunder and lightning. So the other shows she's played in the rain, but there wasn't thunder and lightning. So that's why they had to postpone it. And so he did say like she was really upset about it and they did go out to dinner, but they didn't want to do anything major because they didn't want to like show that they were having a good time um, while the show was postponed. So they were like pretty chill and they just like hung out and then like responsible for feelings. I get it. I know. And he was a lot of people's feelings too. (laughs) And a lot of people's feelings. I mean, granted they were, they, you know, used them all on Sunday if they were able to go hopefully, but then they were also, he was also talking about like his conversations with, her dad and like how he was play college ball and like Jason Kelsey was getting involved. He's like, we all got to go out and talk about co-. it was just like a family conversation. That's it the was thing just is so I cute. think this is, this is good for her. It's not yeah. like this Matt Healy trash. Ugh. Oh, PS. I saw that he's engaged now. I did see that. Mm-hmm. Who cares? To his, to his Who cares? <laughs> Moving on. Here's yeah. the thing. First of all, obviously I love an Ohio boy. Uh, I think she's going to find that he's very humble mm-hmm. and he has good roots, good values. But um, I just, I think that he's got his own thing and it's not in any, like Annie and I talk about this a lot, how he is so good at his own profession and so confident in his own abilities. He is not threatened in any way right. by her success. And he's also good in the entertainment industry, like his commercials that he does. Mm-hmm. He's really solid and he's going to be just fine post NFL. He'll probably be an announcer, a podcaster. He's already got some side hustles. His brother, Jason has going to be a dad. (laughs) Jason has real estate. He's got like farming with cattle out West. He's, he's got like they're entrepreneurs all over. So they're Mm -hmm. also very independently wealthy and successful. Whereas the people that Taylor has dated in the past have sort of been more in the same industry and also just like try to steal her shine and make her not be who she is. Like, cause she is that girl that likes to run past a porta potty and put on a show for the fans and give them a kiss. Whereas uh-huh. Joe would like have never wanted that display. Yeah. And I love that Travis is willing to give that to her. And I don't her, think it's gonna fizzle like on her terms. On, it's her on her terms. terms. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, is he stood there. He didn't open his arms up. Mm-hmm. He didn't like, like yeah. you know what I mean? She kissed him. She jumped on him. Like it was just kind of, he was going to be there for her. But this yeah. was like, are you doing this? You know what because I mean? Like, are you so really doing confident. this here? That yeah. is supreme confidence when you, yeah. and, and self-aware, like he can allow someone else to do their thing and not be threatened or feel like he needs to be the star of the show. Like there's a billion they, reasons why they're though, girl, there's a billion <laughs> reasons. NFL babies. Okay? Like no, NFL but like, he, she's a billionaire now. She is billion with a B. Okay, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. Taylor Taylor Swift. Okay, like yeah. like <laughs> like it's Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah. like that. That's her new name. But it's um, it's cute. I'm enjoying watching these white people love each other, and I it's should so not. Pleasant. Like it's like it's so cute. Like and he's cute. Like that's an attractive okay. family. Can't his, smell well. But it's his fine. mom always looks a little bit like what's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the like, two boys Kelsey. are very handsome, but the parents—if you look at them individually—you're like, huh? You know, mm-hmm. huh? And yeah. then those two combine to make really good-looking children. I was like, I don't know how that happens. Like, and what how, is he six four? How do two? Yeah. 
people combined for two NFL studs. And you look at kids of like other people that are very good looking. I'm not going to say the names, but they're celebrities and they've had children. And you look at their kids and they're like, how'd that happen? How do you come from two very good looking people and end up not so great? But Travis and Jason, Jason is very handsome as well. Yeah. Oh, Jason's hot. I think Jason's really, really hot. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's he's a bear. So all the bears are all about him. You know what mm. I mean? So there's there's that out there. But it's um it's cute. And like the thing is, is I have become such a Swifty. Like you have. Yeah. Like I'm like completely like I've turned a corner where I'm like, I completely appreciate her music. The vault tracks on 1989 are stellar. Yes. Like they're great. Did you see that she, she's got all 21? Um, what's it called? Spots on the top on the 100. Mm-hmm. On, on... I just, okay, I am a Taylor Swift fan, but I I don't think her vault tracks on 1989 are what everyone like tripping all over them. themselves. And Sorry. it is a little bit obsessive, like the fan base to make all 21 songs. Like mm-hmm. what I don't want is for this to have a backlash. Where now what we do with women in this society is build them up, build them up, and then try and tear them down. Like I really, because it's a little bit obsessive and cultish right now. I, I want people to just kind of calm down. It's witchcraft. Calm down. Like what is like what <laughs> is like? Because the thing is, is because like why do I like her so much all of a sudden? Like there is something going on there. This is like I'm not is, I'm not suffering from that affliction. <laughs> it's American Horror Story Coven that you're like, okay, I'll watch like eight more TikToks about her. You know what I mean? I'm not watching like fan theory on videos or that sort of thing. You know, that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a little bit too crazy. Called for I have me, a job, but, I, but I'm appreciating the love story that we're seeing. Yeah, um, I root for her. I think she's so smart. I love what she's doing for mm-hmm. women in the industry and like owning your own music, mm-hmm. standing up for yourself as a woman, but also newcomers coming up, like learning from her. Don't like did get into a contract that, and get taken advantage of. Did you see that she sends Kelly Clarkson flowers every time that she has a new drop? Yeah, you seen that? I love it. Or that every time she does a Taylor's version. Yeah, yeah. When when she does a Taylor's version of an album, she sends Kelly Clarkson flowers because Kelly Clarkson was she got the, the one idea who, from yeah. She yeah, should told her go back and re-record them, and then you yeah, own, you own more of of the master, which is genius. And and what I mean, like her ex manager Scooter Braun, the fact that like so many people are dropping him now. Yeah. Like, okay. Hey. It's, karma karma's a relaxing thought yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but it's just kind of like what like what darkness is going on really though you know what i mean like it's almost like one of those american horror story like did he sell a piece of his soul for something and now it's all coming back on him like uh hence bingeable the very bingeable uh house the fall house of usher um but, but like yeah, that's very bingeable on Netflix, but the, which has to do with like a curse of a family that just has all the success in the world <laughs> and for a price, you know what I mean? And so and it's like, is that Scooter Braun? Is that what's happening there? Um, Annie, hey, real quick, Annie, can Annie and I were talking about um, Brittany Mahomes. I don't know if you saw old tweets resurface <sighs> where she's crapping all over Taylor Swift. Yeah. I didn't like Brittany Mahomes before. Because she's a loud mouth and I never liked what she had to say from the sidelines. But now those old tweets are surfacing and Taylor's already taking her out to dinner with like A-list celebrities. I can't stand like, it. Brittany Mahomes has no business. Did you in see that they've crowd. been cutting her out of all the pictures though? Like if you look I at love like, that. like I the post so and Vogue and everybody, like the like the pictures that they're running compared to the ones that we've seen online, it's Taylor in between Brittany Mahomes and and Selena Gomez, and then behind them is uh, Sophie, um, 
Which Sophie I hate Turner. that she's like so far back. Like, why yeah. is Brittany Mahomes? I call her Mahomes. I don't well, know why. Because Sophie's also friends with like Brittany or, or with with the Hadid girl and that sort of thing. Yeah, so yeah, all she out is. To, yeah, yeah. They're all out to dinner together. Oh, and plus Joe Jonas. All three of your exes at dinner together. Isn't that wild times? <laughs> like, what is that? What did you do? Like, that's another one. You're paying for those transgressions. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and I hate all of their viral videos. The Jonas Brothers. I'm sorry, you guys, if you guys love Jonas. I don't care. Yeah. No. I know Maybe that there's one, for it. I don't know. There's no. one friend of the pod listener who I know that like loves Jonas. And I, and I love you for loving them. And you can go to those concerts, but they are not for me. <laughs> so. yeah. Someone needs to go. Let it be you. Yeah. Oh, it's just one of those things. But um the tweets were from the first one, which was like really nasty. It was from 2012, 2013, 2016. And Brittany Mahomes is a why is trash? she famous? Yes, she's trash. Because she's married to Patrick Mahomes, who's the I I don't fucking care. Um, she's who's <laughs> the quarterback on the Chiefs. And so that's why she's like all of and she's like she before I think her and Pat well, they were like high school sweethearts, mm-hmm. her and Patrick. And um, she was a fitness influencer, I think. Okay. I think. I know a few of those. But his brother is like <laughs> wildly problematic. And so that's another problem because Brittany Mahomes has also, quote unquote, stood up for Jackson. And everyone's oh. like, why are you hanging out with Brittany? He was clearly stood up for Jackson, who, let's say, allegedly a million times over here, I think was like, was it like sexual assault? Or like harassment or something of that nature. Allegedly, allegedly, legally, allegedly. Yikes. I know that they've controlled his presence at games. Yes. The result of who he is. Yes. That's horrible. Like, why do they, like why does he still have a contract making that kind of money? Well, he Ugh. doesn't Jackson doesn't play anymore. I don't think. No. I don't think Jackson plays. Yeah, but Patrick was like a Patrick's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think considered the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Is that right? I don't know. So it's, so it's very King Charles, very... Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but America. Oh, I don't know, man. Florida. <laughs> no, but make it theater. Uh, and we can talk about the People magazine uh, cover that just came out. Did you see that? Speaking why of? is Patrick Dempsey? Are you talking about Patrick Dempsey? No, that's weird. Um, I okay. forgot it was 2006. This, but the, also. The, the sexiest man in the, in, in the, the sexiest man alive this year. Like we didn't even remember he was alive, and like, and they're going to be bringing him in. Like the fact that People Magazine had the audacity the day before to try to like tease me with like this Pedro Pascal carousel of photos put to music, and like we know how I feel about Pedro. I'm not Mm. very happy with him hanging out with this boy lately. He is an infant child, and I am not thrilled. Okay, so Pedro is gay though, right? Like, we, there, there is no not, conf, there's not yeah. confirmation on that i have a feeling is that pedro's just like pansexual or something yeah yeah okay. like that he's yeah, yeah. and the thing is but that little the, boy model isn't even isn't good enough for pedro he's a singer and so the thing mm-hmm. is is like and he's got like, like he's got huge mm-hmm. hits he's got millions of followers and everything but like and i know that i'm in a, a very committed relationship with two dogs and everything but still he should just be out there like and but the thing is with people magazine like seriously sending us that and then the next day being like patrick dempsey and it was like what is this he looks like patrick dempsey coughed like he does not look (laughs) like patrick dempsey anymore 
Like, and what are we doing? And why are they trying to do this to us? Like, they gave us Blake Sheldon one one year, and now that was a whole year. That was an uproar. <laughs> like, what is happening? But like, like I just I don't understand it. When there was all these, there's other men out there, and the thing is, is yeah. like, it's always the same, you know. Yeah. Their demographics must be people. skewing some way. Well, I guess, but their demographics. I mean, like, what is it skewing? Like, who must be who's still about patrick dempsey right now like what is besides his wife <laughs> well he did some there was something this i feel like it was this summer where like he was in was he an oppenheimer that sounds incorrect he was in some movie this summer he was at cans and or con whatever and he was uh a big oh, deal because, of the red carpet is this because of sag because they had the the thing and so we didn't no. get to make as big of a deal as we should have for him no, I think that's because he was this was before the strike. And this was I think he was on the red carpet for something. And it's pissing me off because I can't remember what it was. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Patrick Dempsey. Like they were like, what? He's aging so well. But the whole I, I think he has an amazing agent, an amazing publicist all of a sudden who's trying to bring him back. And that's what happened. But the whole going over Pedro Pascal, especially after the year that Pedro Pascal has had is yeah. wild time. Here's uh, a couple years in a row. Do you, real quick, am I the only one who knows this actor, Jack Connell? No one ever talks about him. He is so attractive. And he what is, is he from? Girl, Jack Connell? Jack O'Connell. He has been in, and I will just read. Oh, you have to save this for the crush of the week or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I will. I will. But like, that is who deserves Sexiest Man Alive. He's mm -hmm. young. He's hot. He's in all kinds of great movies and films and shows that are very relevant and new. And we have Patrick Dempsey from 2006. Sorry. We talked about this Jack on the New Heights episode. Because, you know, they called Jason Kelsey and they were like, hey, you're a finalist for Sexiest Man Alive. That's who and should have been. If they wanted yeah, to move fucking fine. magazines, why wouldn't you make it Taylor Swift's boy? And then no, Jason, Swift not the Travis. Brother. But, but they got Jason... it down as tag team, both brothers. But the thing is, is, told him. But that's who they should have. That's who they should have think. Because I know that Jason's on the list, which is very, you know, apropos. But the thing is, is I mean, if they wanted to move magazines, why not make Travis Kelsey the sexiest man alive this year? Yeah. And then how many magazines would they have sold to the Swifties? I mean, what is like nobody buys print demographic of buying this is what people is the print magazine is dying. This is why, yeah. because they don't know yeah. how to pick their sexiest men. Yeah. Well, here's why I'm talking about the demographic is because Jason talked about who else was in the finalist outside of Pedro Pascal. It was like Jamie Foxx, Lenny Kravitz. Yes. Jamie, Jamie Foxx just like suffered an injury or something. Yeah. I, Listen, yeah. all due respect, very good looking men, but I, I hate to be ageist here, but come on. I was yeah, like, like, it is 2006 in this place. Okay, they have their time to be sexiest men alive. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like, why, like, Okay, because I'm just looking at the Patrick Dempsey is finally in parentheses exclamation point people's 2020 2023 no. sexiest man alive. Finally. I've always been the bridesmaid. He jokes. Okay, that's actually this, really funny. Finally, and then they go to say like it's almost been two decades since Pat, Patrick Dempsey sauntered onto the small screen as Derek yeah. McDreamy Shepherd. But the thing is, that's when they should have made him when he yeah. was McDreamy. They made yeah. it McSteamy one year that been back then, which was oh. very apropos. But like, yeah. what has he been doing? I'm looking really quickly. He's 57 years old. He does look good. He's he he is good. A, he's a beautiful man. So I will take oh, back my cough statement. But like, he is still. Um. 
Okay, Grey's Anatomy started in 2005. So I was not off on the 2006 thing. But let's see who was the sexiest man alive in 2005, 2006. He was in Ferrari. Sorry, that was what it was. He's going to be That's in, what in it was. Ferrari yeah. Movie. Okay. So is Jack O'Connell. Is he no kidding? Yeah. Oh, it's Zach O'Connell, not Jack. No, it is Jack. Jack you said O'Connell. Jack O'Connell? Jack O'Connell, who's also going to be in, I don't know if you can see it, Ferrari. He's no shit. But don't sleep on Jack O'Connell. I'll tell you all about it in the crush section. Yeah, okay. <laughs> George Clooney was a sexiest man alive in 2006. Well, I mean... And I, I think George Clooney has gotten better with age. Yes, he has. If yeah. you're going to give it to an older man, give it to George Clooney now. Give it to Patrick Dempsey then. Yeah. Okay, I just need to see who the, the other sexiest men were. I just wanted to take a quick look. But which cover were you talking about, Annie? I so totally sidetracked us there Wait, for a second. Wait, which cover oh the people uh, oh no so there's a, the newest article of, or i'm sorry the newest issue of people came out it's like harry and william are it's beyond repair there <laughs> which i think uh, is fucking wild and here's why because i totally get like they give andrew prince andrew more respect and that dude is allegedly a pedophile no, okay. he is okay. Like, like he's been oh, no, like how many? I mean, you gotta say allegedly the legal standpoint. They bought him out of it. <laughs> I know they probably did allegedly, but um, the other. Also, my dad's a lawyer, so I get we're real worried about the shit. But all Harry did, granted, he's probably like him and his wife are probably fame whores, and you know what? That's weird. Literally, literally, but like they didn't like allegedly like go after young ladies, okay? Why are we so like the whole thing of like that their relationship is beyond repair? No shit, man. Y'all need to relax. Like the, the other on the royal families, uh, it was the king's birthday yesterday, and everyone's like posting family photos, and everyone cuts out Harry. I was like, y'all need to relax and figure out cut them both out if you're gonna cut one out. Like you need yeah. to cut them both. What is that? It's Ugh. so weird, man. Okay, real off. quick. The people's sexiest men, just bringing up the like the list, the number. Okay, sexiest TV star, James Marsden. Oh, from that jury show. Mm-hmm. But he I mean, I know like, he is, yeah. He was the number one, and then they also had on there Jeremy Allen White from The Bear, who I, he's oh, not for dude. me. I know, you um, don't like that. I, Will yeah, Sharp I of White Lotus, I guess. Which one's he? he oh, was, he's... Uh, Audrey Audrey's husband, husband. Mm-hmm. yeah and White Lotus and then um Quincy Isaiah winning time um which I haven't watched I should watch that um that is. number two sexiest blockbuster star Chris Hemsworth and he was up his, his the supporting character what do I want to call these the runners up in that category yeah. were Keanu Reeves Michael B Jordan and Cillian Murphy okay any little Cillian Murphy he just remind like I think of him as Scarecrow now because of that. Oh, because of that movie. Yeah. From, you know what I mean? Bat- one of the Batman movies. Yeah, he's one of the Batman movies. He, can, he can get it anytime, anytime. He doesn't want it, but he could get it. Sexiest mm-hmm. athlete. They did put Travis Kelce in here. Oh, okay. Sexiest athlete. Um, and then um, the race with sexiest athlete with a tight end. <laughs> That's what they mm-hmm. put in there. Um, from the top, Lewis Hamilton, Joe Burrow, and Shahi Otani um, all competed for the highest level of whatever. Um, sexiest musician, another one of Taylor's exes, Harry Styles. Who, I'm not a Harry Styles fan. I'm sorry. Well, he, he's the 1989. Like, oh, I know that. Inspiration, but right? I just and so, don't get it. 
that's the thing is to see the Taylor Swift stuff is because we're right now in her pop music era, which I'm totally into. So I'm appreciating Ooh. our 1989. I'm in, I, love I told you I'm in my reputation era, which I was never in before. Yeah. You know? And so like, I'm appreciating that. Um, anyways, musician Harry Styles, the uh, runners up in this were Tim McGraw, Bad Bunny and Future. How is Bad Bunny not like one of the top guys? Yeah, higher up. Jeez. Um, sexiest morning show host, Mark Consuelos. <laughs> sure. And so the runners up in that were um CBS This Morning's Nate Burleson. Today's Craig Melfin and Good Morning America's George Stephanopoulos. Seriously? George Stephanopoulos? <laughs> like he <laughs> that reminds me of the, the Friends episode when they were watching it. Speaking of and who's like ranks that this is all garbage. Garage. I think so because sexiest grandpa, the sexiest grandpa this year is Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> With runners up Kurt Russell, Al Roker, and Michael Douglas. For a um, second, I thought you were joking and just making this up on the fly, but I'm seeing your eyes read across the magazine, like or the article, and I'm like, uh, no, they're not joking. This is actually a thing. No, I'm like Bro. reading these. Okay. Yeah. They gave the number seven category. There's there's 13 of these categories, so we're not probably going to do all these, but I just had to hit this one. Yeah. The sexiest Pedro Pascal, dog dad Pedro. Okay, you guys, I'm going to only share this for two seconds because it's just, this is like a real thing. Um, We're inside of our little Zoom, so we're in our Zoom meeting. This is like a real part of a category. Like... This is ridiculous. Sexiest Pedro Pascal, dog dad Pedro. So Pedro is up against himself in four categories. Why wasn't he sexiest man this year? That's if he I, had, I can't. It's no secret that people readers like every version of Pedro Pascal, including Nardro, Narcos Pedro, Last of Us Pedro, and Mandalorian Pedro. But it's dog dad Pedro, particularly when cuddling in bed with his pup Edgar, who really captured your heart. Duh, I, I could have told you. I mean, strange like, I'm way of life. strange way of life, Pedro is also very sexy. Like, that should have been something. Sexiest funny yeah. guy, Trevor Noah. I agree. Um, yeah, like, but that, like, like, that's like three years ago. Like, it should have been somebody like a Matt Rogers. Like, where these guys true are like, these guys are all my age and older. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I do think Trevor Noah is like outrageously beautiful though. John Mulaney, Hassan Minaj, and uh Seth Myers were the other ones on there. Sexiest oh, yeah. Ken. <laughs> I didn't see I still haven't seen that movie. Ryan Gosling, though. He should have been up there for one. I think he has been though already. I think he has. Sexiest new dad, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So he was up against Brooks Kopka, Daniel Radcliffe, and Alexander Ludwig. Um, sexiest TikTok star. Do we care? I refuse to acknowledge this. Oh, yeah. oh my god, Keep make going. it stop. What sexiest else do we podcast host. They Taylor did Lautner just... has a podcast? Yeah, so I guess Taylor Lautner is a sexiest podcast host, which means what? like they just put a categories so in weird. just so Taylor Swift's like exes all can have like a category. Yeah. <laughs> Over it. Okay. So that was our little sidetrack here. Okay, you guys, before we like wrap ourselves up, let's just real quickly, let's talk about it is um it's the holiday season, guys. So let's just, you know, we're going to get into our holiday episodes here in like the next uh, couple weeks. But it's Mariah Carey season. And with Mariah Carey season comes new albums. Cher has dropped an album, which is actually kind of fun. It's like a cleaning the house Christmas album, in all honesty. Um, Matt Rogers. I haven't really dug, dug in, but I know that Bonnie has the vinyl. 
Annie has been listening since day one. How are we feeling about Matt Rogers' uh, contender for Christmas King? I think you have to come into it like it's a comedy. I'm like, please note it is a comedy album. And I know you and I have talked about him live vocally, which is not 100%, but this is obviously (laughs) auto-tuned. I mean, watch watch the special like every song hysteri- on here is what he already did last year he released okay so it's all from the special so yeah it is oh so, so then i'm gonna should... like the album more because i don't yeah, like his voice yeah. live watch it watch the video it's hilarious because then you get to see how he like acts it out i just you said know? that and like i'm never gonna be on lost culturistas now it's just it's over <laughs> wait what'd you say i love matt rogers but like i just said i just don't love his voice live but like it was like now I'm never gonna be on Las Culturistas. Um he does have episode. some pitch issues live. Well, the thing is, even on the just, special. I just don't understand that. Like you were doing a special. Why didn't somebody edit that in? Like, like it's just because the thing is, is he's a beautiful man. The songs are funny oh, he's beautiful. And what is the one song about Mr. the uh the Whoville, Mrs. Who? What is it? What's that one called? Sandy Lou's mom or whatever. Hottest, hottest female up in Whoville. Yeah. Yeah. Hottest female up in Whoville. You guys listen to that song. It's it's on your Spotify's and everything else. But that's a great moment. It's the hottest female in Who Whoville. <laughs> like yeah. it's a song about her from her perspective. And then he's got that. I one love God's music. up to his tricks. God's up to his tricks is so friggin' funny. It's hilarious. It's so great. So great. He, he's wonderful. Um, so and I'm uh, yeah, hosting that... Christmas this year for the first time as for my family, so I oh, shall wow. be putting this on for my right wing family members. Oh goodness! <laughs> I love this... the one about his parents. They're like, "Don't ever be poor." <laughs> <laughs> and the trip to Orlando, I was fucking dying. It's so silly. You have to look at it from a comedy album. Like vocally, he gives comedy. me anything. Vocally, he gives great. you anxiety. As a, as a vocal teacher, yes. <laughs> he gives you anxiety. Remember, I but as a I said, comic, he's priceless. He's priceless. He he sounds so tense. Like, I feel like it sounds so tense in his vocal, like this area right here. If you could see me, I'm pointing to the larynx. He probably His larynx is probably very high. But anyways, it bothers me. But I think it's hysterical and I listen to it all the time. Well, and he was like the number one comedy album. So he's yeah. doing something right. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't even have these prepared for myself, so I'm just going to be coming off the top of my head. But our crushes of the week, person, yes. place, and thing. Um, person, I'm going to give it to Jason Kelsey this week. That's my person. So he is cute. I could always make it Pedro, but we have to like change it up a little bit. <laughs> so, Bonnie, who's your person of the week? I mean, I guess I got to go for Jack O'Connell. Um, oh, and yeah. if you haven't seen his version on Netflix of Lady Chatterley's Lover, go watch it tonight. Oh, that's him. Yes, honey. The lead guy. Have, okay, okay, okay. have toys on deck <laughs> because you're going to need it after watching the first couple times he's getting <laughs> just He is so fine. He is so effing hot. He is good but looking. He's a, they do he's not a put short the, thing. They do not put the right pictures up of him. When you Google him, you guys, go into the images. Because if you look at the first image they bring up, is not attractive. But then when you get into his other images, yes, he is a hot man. Especially when he's... I'm, like, more appreciative, too, when they're a little bit scruffy and he's got that ginger beard. So that's kind of cute. Please, go watch Lady Chatterley's Lover tonight. You will be... Chatterling. You'll be be chatterling. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be chatterling yourself all night. 
I'll be chatting. <laughs> yeah. Give give me feedback. That's your homework. I want to text me tonight after you watch that and let me know what you think. I think you will agree. Wait, real quickly, before we keep going, make that your binge recommendation. What is Chate Lady Chatterley's Lover? What's this about? Ooh. I've never seen it. Okay, so he is like um, on hand at a mansion. He's like the fix-it guy. He works with the animals and he lives off property in sort of like a poor little house and he's um, below the class of what oh, so she's we're with servants. We're yeah, with servants. he's married into. So she's, she's married this man who's in a wheelchair and they end up having sort of a sexless marriage and she's young and she she tried, but her husband is unwilling. And so she's very lonely. He's working. She doesn't have anything to do. So she starts to roam around the property and oopsie daisies, love ensues. So this is a Sex and the City episode starring the, like like Charlotte when she's having the fantasies about the uh the gardener <laughs> like at bunny's house yeah yeah i mean it's like atonement but with the ending that you want for the upper class lady falling in love with the lower class man an atonement can suck it hate so he, we get so upset about it so really. he takes all her money hopefully no um <laughs> <laughs> annie who is your person this week so I had to look up his like actual name because I didn't know his actual name. But um, I don't know if anybody's fan of well, it's like the Letter Kenny family. So if you watch Shorzy, which is a so spin-off funny. show, it's so funny. Oh my god, watch so it. So amazing. It's hysterical. It's um huh? it's hysterical. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah, we went and saw Letter Kenny live, Bonnie and I went and saw it. It was so much fun. Um and yeah, they did the Shorzy character there. But um, it's one of the characters. Have you watched the news? Well, any you've watched Shorzy, right? Of funny. course. Okay. Of course. It's yeah. so funny. It's on Hulu. It's a Canadian show, obviously, but it's on Hulu. So I obsessed with the guy who plays Sanguinette. Okay. Sanguinette is uh, he's a native person, and um, so in it, it seems like in Canada, and I don't know if I'm using the appropriate terms, but in Canada they don't really say like Native American, well, obviously Native American or Native Canadian. They just call them natives. And so this person is a native person. And they, they the nice thing about Letterkenny and, and Shorzy is that they really do focus on the native population in Canada, which okay. is very ugly history. Like, I thought ours was bad. This is not great either. Um, but anyways, uh, so for some reason, Sanguinette is, he's, he's younger, and he ends up becoming the manager of the hockey team. And for some reason, I think he's just so attractive. Good, because you're Sanguinette. going. Sanguinette? Yes. Sanguinette is his character's name, but his actual name. I'd actually look it up. Here, I'll put it in the chat. Here's a link. Harlan Blaine Kitwihat. And I don't, I do apologize because it is a native last name and I 100% butcher that. But anyways, I think he's stunning. Mm. And he is my person right now. I love Sanguinette. I love it. Okay. Place. My place this week is actually... I've been away from Florida enough that I'm kind of like I'm like missing Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, like family. Oh, okay. Over there. Like I'm like missing like enough of like that that like and I just also and I think they're dealing with rain right now, but I'm tired of being cold over here in San Diego. Like we finally hit our cold season. And so I know, but it's cold for us. Okay. You're 60 degrees, damn it. So yeah, yeah but I'm looking forward to like being in the sun. That's what my thing is right now. So that's my crushy place is in the sun and like Miami. Miss Bonnie, right. give a place. 
honestly, as someone who just got back from Florida and also just went on a golf trip to Virginia and I'm going to Columbus this weekend, like my crush is my house, my home. I just am loving being home right now. I have worked hard my whole life to be able to afford a place like this and to be able to get the things that I have in my house. Mm-hmm. And I love it here. And I wish I could spend more time here before I'm off again. But I love my house and I am happy right now being home. I love it. It's nesting season. Gather, gather. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Yes. Yep. Annie, what's your place? I don't, you know, it's so funny because like I was actually thinking of like an amalgamation. Bonnie was just in Florida. She was at Disney. And so I was like super bummed about it. We're not going to get into the whole like Bonnie and I going to Disney because that's its own argument. (laughs) (laughs) Never invite me. We got 30 minutes left on this. Yeah. And and you're like, you should ask me. And I'm like, no, always planning trips. So tell me when and I will join. Personally, the three of us should go, in my opinion. We should do a live podcast. We should. I want to go. It's so much fun. I don't know how, I don't even know what our like Christmas dates are this year, like what our holiday dates are that we're traveling because we have the dogs and so we have people that'll stay here and all this kind of thing. You know what I mean? We have to get our house sitters and everybody in order. So some of us have a fiscal year ending in December 31st, so they can't leave unless her deals just shit the bed. But, um, (laughs) <laughs> other than well, that's that not good. yeah it's 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 exactly what i want to be doing right now but i think that's probably uh, I, i'm kind of like bonnie too like i've just been traveling i was overseas last month then i was traveling nonstop for work i brought home influenza a from uh from europe so hey nice. um, so i was sick off my ass and so i am kind of looking forward to just being home like i just want to put up my tree because again, because of with my job in my fiscal year ending in December, I don't really get to enjoy the holidays very much. It's actually a very stressful time for me. So I do like to put my decorations up early so I can sort of enjoy them until like shit gets really nasty. Yeah. That's crazy. I like I those physical ending endings of years. Yeah. I have people who have to like I have a client who they're people they all have to like make a certain thing by, you know, the end of the mm-hmm. year. So they get so they get their certifications and whatnot. And so, and it's just like, it's wild. I'll just be here waiting till you let me know on January 5th who I'm putting yeah. in the program. <laughs> like, like who made, who made their certifications and sales? I'll just wait <laughs> yeah. here. So uh, like, it's, it's that um, I'm going to, I want to change my answer. It's not even Miami right now. It's actually Disneyland because the thing is, is like, mm-hmm. we did plan our um, office um, retreat. And so, and we're going to Disney for like two days. <gasps> when is it? Um, We'll tell you offline. Okay. <laughs> like, because there's an date. off chance might be go- very minimal chance that I might have to go to a conference in Anaheim at the first um a certain Wait. week. Is it so, this? Are you gonna send it to me in the chat? Yeah, no, it it's before that. It's before Oh, that. I hate my life. Okay. Is it around no. the eighth? We miss each uh no, it's actually before that. Okay, because that's that's like other things that are going on that you should come to. Yeah, we uh yeah, I can't we, even talk you about and them I miss each online. other so much. You were in my, you were literally five minutes from my house recently, and I was in Europe. I know. Well, and I almost saw Bonnie, but then it was like we didn't. We went up, and it was like raining, and you had a wedding, and so oh, like she yeah. couldn't go out in like the cold and the rain just in case she can she wouldn't get sick or whatever. Yeah. Except for we did have a nice time at like the zoo, and it was kind of perfect because my nephew got to like see like the oh. new little monkey. Like, and I'm glad that. you got lucky with the weather because it was not looking great. 
Yeah. Okay. Your thing. What is your thing this month or this week? My thing this week. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to say that my nephews laugh. So as being like, he was like a oh. kid on the spectrum who had like very little um, like vocalization and that sort of a thing. And so, and now he's like completely embraced. Like he talks in Spanish, talks in English, still has a little bit of his sign language and that sort of thing. But we went to go see capybaras. Like we had to go see capybaras <laughs> My at the Cleveland Zoo. They have two there. Mm -hmm. And so and it was the whole reason why we were going. And we got to see them. It was near the end. At the, uh, They are in the um, rainforest section of the mm -hmm. zoo. So you get the whole pass. But um, that's where we ended our day was in the rainforest. And so we got this like really nice exclusive like backstage tour almost of it. Because my mom was in a um, my mom was using like a scooter thing. And 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 the baby was in the was in the uh, stroller, so they were like, "Oh, well, here, come through here." So we got to go through like the back ways, and so nice. the, yeah, it was really really cute. But the way that he reacted to the monkeys, because there's a baby, there's a new baby orangutan there, who is just like the same, like smaller than my nephew, and just super active, and he was just jumping everywhere, and like in. Danny was losing his mind over it. And so the thing is, isn't like he um overstimulation from like when mm -hmm. he, you know, he's on the spectrum. And so the thing is, and you could see like when he regulates himself, so he'd be laughing like crazy and then he'd have to go to the side and cover his eyes and oh. like laugh for a second and then come back to it. Cutest thing. So that was my thing is my nephew laughing. I at love that. Um, Bonnie, what's your thing this week? The thing that you're crushing on? Um, well, I bought this absolutely fire Mickey Mouse Christmas holiday sweater. Yes, <laughs> it's so cute. In Disney, and I immediately put it on and we went and got cocktails right afterwards. And so I'm obsessed with it and I cannot wait to be wearing it. And I am not like big, big Disney person, but like mm -hmm. I had the best time of my, mm -hmm. like all the times I've ever been to Disney this past time. Because we you went it. in as adult with no expectations. Yep. I'm an That's adult with no expectations go. and money. Yeah. And no kids. It's a very no different experience. Yeah. yeah having having money and GD passes club. and everything. Yeah. I had a fantastic time mm -hmm. and I went shopping and I did I was not going shopping for myself. And you I saw this. Turn the corner. You have discovered oh Disney as an adult. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is that? I it's kind of like that Wayne's World moment where he sees the guitar in the store and he's like, it will be mine. Oh, yes. Like it, it will be mine. Like I saw that sweater and I was like, oh, I, I got to buy that. And for I those of you guys who it. shop Disney, if you guys go to like we're giving an ad for Disney, what is this? Because <laughs> they need it. But um, it's a red and white like candy stripe sweater with a big Mickey Mouse head in the middle so of cute. it. And so yeah, I and actually was just looking at it like. On sale guys, online. I, I've been shopping online at night and I have to stop. Uh -oh. And it's like one of those things. And like the, the thing is, it's like, and it's not even like, I'm, and like, and that's the thing is I bought like gifts and things, you know? Um, But I like, I'm finding myself like, oh, this is really, really cute. So now I have like a million open tabs, you know what I mean? Just kind of like ideas. So then I can pare them down. But that was actually one of the things I was looking at because they have it in adult sizes and kid sizes and like the whole for the whole family. You know, and I was like, <laughs> the sweater's really cute. I might end up with one. But again, we spend our holidays in uh in Miami. So it's like the Christmas sweaters. I don't wear them when I'm there. It's the only problem. Um, Annie, what is your thing? 
I am very excited to talk about this. And it's, um, and Bonnie can also talk about it too, but it is the Tushy Bidet. And we need a sponsor link on here now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, first of all, do you have a Tushy Bidet? I do. I do not, but we have used them. And Listen, so- it's life changing. Okay. So here's the thing I grew up with bidets in my family. So my, my, my grandparents are from Italy. They always had bidets in the house, but they had that like separate, bidet like you see in europe like where you have to like waddle over it's extra and work. i was it was not it was not where i was at i tried many many times growing up tried to use it it was just not not for me um but i have a lot of butt issues for a straight white woman <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh, i've been wanting to get one and then my husband and i were in um europe and they had those like a like the nice totos like in the one hotel we had like those nine thousand uh-huh. dollar totos and i was like so you guys oh, say this a nice is- hotels in europe mm-hmm. even marriott <laughs> okay. i am lifetime marriott platinum elite okay okay <laughs> This and, is what um, happens when you have three people without kids who like to travel and spend money. This is bad. <laughs> yeah, or like, travels for their job. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, this is where it's at. This is what's happening. And so we just installed the tissues under our house. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, my life has never been the same. And honestly, it's been huge for my mental health because if you have IBS, if you have uh-huh. IBS, if you have butt issues, and regardless of why you have butt issues, it's for everybody. Um, it actually weighs really heavily on your mental health, and having to go to the bathroom is like a very stressful moment. And this yeah. has really changed like my outlook on life. <laughs> it's so funny. It changed everything for you. The house that we actually just went, um, excuse me, um, the home that I did that huge party for at yeah. the end of September. Um, beginning of October, whatever that date was amazing. 20,000 square foot home. You guys, it was insanity. My sister's like, does Oprah live there? And, um, but every single bathroom, excuse me, including staff bathrooms and everything were totos. Oh Lord. Like even, even the pool house, like the pool house, (laughs) like where you would use the bathroom. If you were using the pool, if you were in the pool and you had to pee real quick, that one was even a total, like every Mm -hmm. single one. It was just like incredible. And this tells you Europeans, you know what I mean? Like European sensibility that they have this, but it was one of those things that was like, um, amazing life goals. (laughs) So like, but, um, but that's amazing. Like, the other pro- project that we're working on, this is a very deep tease, you guys. So we, if you made it to this part of the, the podcast today, congratulations. Here's your medal. Um, so I have another pod that's going to be releasing. It's probably not going to be coming until next year. But um, a Tushy Bidet situation has that that's that's a deep tease for that for that pod mm-hmm. so just know that that's kind of like out there so you guys will be seeing that so i apologize for not coming out every single week with bald and bingeable but things are crazy this has been an extracurricular but there's going to be some new things coming and i think this show is actually going to get a rebrand pretty soon um i'm planning that probably for like the beginning of the year so new cover art um we're going to have back stock on uh, or back cataloged ish uh, episode so we'll be coming out once a week when the new year comes but do expect me at least four more times for the rest of the year so that's a lot of a commitment for you guys because we only have like six weeks left till the end of the year can you believe that um it's like it's like insanity like how quickly the year has went but 
Uh, thank you guys all so much for tuning in to this episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm going to have everybody's information inside of the show notes. Go ahead and find it in there. You guys can find uh, Annie at AM Setting um, on Instagram. You guys can find Bonnie at Bon Bonks. Is there a number in there? Nope. No, Bon Bonks. On, on the one, the only. There you go. <laughs> the and so OG. You guys, yeah, you guys know where to find me. Get those Oso Sucia Dirty Bear tickets. Um, and if you guys, if you listen to this on Friday, the uh, 17th, it's tonight. So have some fun. It's an underwear party. Okay. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level. <laughs>